Hey there, league mates, as well as fans of our league. This is Steve, and I am with my brother Alex. Hello. And we are here to give you edition four of the Power Jenkins. So how are you feeling after week three, Alex? Not the best. You? A little better than not the best, but we don't want to spoil too much yet. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I guess, we, I guess actually talking about you does take us where I want to start. So do you want to just talk briefly on how things went for you last week? Oh, well, I do love talking about me, so okay. What's up? I was making a mental note to myself that uh, your impressions really got over last week, so we've got to try to wait, find a way to uh, get some more action in there. Uh, you can't just force those, Steve. It was just come out of me. you gotta, you got to wait for the perfect opportunity. Sure, and I find that to be the challenge. I don't want to force the issue, but clearly if the audience has a demand for it, we want to try to uh, accommodate. Fair enough. Fair enough. So why don't we start with the basics. How did you do last week? Did you win or did you lose? Uh, well, I lost, Steve. I lost pretty bad, actually. It was against uh, Jay, and he had a pretty good week. Um, I did not. People on my bench did pretty well. Kirk Cousins was actually player of the week. Uh, first week I didn't start him. Uh, Ty Montgomery, first week I didn't start him. It was the first week time he didn't get uh, only four points. So, uh, you know, great decision-making all around for me. Did not go well for you is what you're saying. No. There was another decision you made about your wide receivers. Oh, yeah, I started Jeremy Macklin because the uh, first two weeks he was doing pretty solid. I left him on my bench, and this week I was like, yeah, okay, I'll just put him in. But, no, uh, he got me .5 points because uh, – the Ravens lost to the Jaguars in one of the worst showings apparently ever seen by an offense. So, <laughs> and seriously, what was that? I uh, I played Kelly and she had the uh, the Ram defense and they put up a zero that previous Thursday. So I'm like, I'm sad. I'm going to win this matchup. It's the Ravens and the Jaguars. And I I wake up and I'm kind of half eyed looking at the phone and it's twenty three nothing. And I'm like, yeah, this seems about right at halftime. But, you know, not the way you'd think it was. 23 nothing Bortles and company over the uh, Ravens. So we actually wound up both getting zeros for our defense. So that was all sorts of awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know what happened in Baltimore to make them, what, Flacco had like 20-something passing yards and like two interceptions? Yeah, I believe his passer rating was 0 0.8. Impressive. That was almost my high school GPA. Ooh. I know. That's a Michigan State education for you right there. That's like... That's like a passer rating or me or you went to be quarterback in the NFL because I'm pretty sure we could complete, like, one pass in an entire game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could just hand, kind of scarily throw the ball at, like, you know, LaShawn McCoy or Le'Veon Bell and just run for the sidelines and complete my career one for one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't get it. But I, I did not bring up your loss to start to rub salt in the wound because, look, I projected you for the title game, so I'm a – I'm invested, mm -hmm. but I bring this up because of a question that was brought up last week. What are the odds that an 0-2 team gets to the playoffs? And I said, well, that's that's too much legwork to do all that. Mm -hmm. So you know what I did this past week? What are the likelihood of a 1-2 team makes the playoffs? Very close. What is the likelihood of an 0-3 team making the playoffs? Ooh, what's the chances? So let's, let's have some fun with this. So I will tell you that... 22 teams in our 11, or excuse me, 22 times in our 11-year history have we had a team start 0-3. How many of them do you think made the playoffs? Three. Close. Take one more whack. Four. Four. All right. So I was pretty excited when I found that out because, you know, numbers excite me. Mm -hmm. So I will give you a quick rundown of who those teams are. In our very first year, Kelly actually started out 0-4 and finished 6-7 and and made the playoffs, mm -hmm. lost in the first round. 2007 was quite a fun year, if you may or may not remember. Oh, gosh, I don't remember. All right. Well, what's interesting about that year is two teams went 0-3 and made the playoffs. Matt got out of the bigger hole. He actually was 0-5 at one point, finished 7-6, and lost in the second round of the playoffs. Mm. Cameron, defending league champion, was 0-3, finished 7-6, and and actually got it to the title game where he lost to Tim. Mm. And then we had a streak of 
12 teams going 0-3 who did not make the playoffs. And the most recent exception, 2014, Kelly was 0-4, and she did make the playoffs with a 6-7 and record. So, uh, so Kelly's pretty good when she starts off poorly. Kelly's pretty good when she starts off poorly. That's that's the uh, mm-hmm. that's the gist. Fun fact, fun fact. I've got another fun fact for you guys. If you could see his face as I tell him, I've got another fun fact. It, it borders on exhilaration, I would say. I do love fun facts. And your fun facts. Is it a real fun fact? It's or is a, it a real fun, fun fact. What is the difference? Fun facts are fun. Your facts are dumb. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> All right. Well, I will let you and the audience make your own determination. In 2012, mm-hmm. three teams went 0-3. Okay. They are the same three teams that are 0-3 right now. Oh, that's actually a fun fact. That is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. I feel good. I have delivered fun statistics. That's pretty neat. All right. Who are the three again? Lucas, Tim, and Gordy. Oh, weird. Huh. Okay. How did they finish that year? Not well. Um, Lucas led the pack at four and nine, and Gordy and Tim were each three and ten. Mm. Okay. It'll, it'll be interesting. I think we've got a a game this week. Gordy plays Lucas, and I'll be curious your opinions on if you think that this is a playoff. Like I don't know what the phrase I'm looking for is is the loser loser dead and buried, or do you think they can come back? But I'm going to hold you on that because there's a question that's going to go a little deeper than that coming a little bit later. Oh, okay. Fun to answer. Okay. Yeah, I was All thinking right. about it, but all right. So let's real quick just kind of run over the results last week, if that's all right with you. All right. Uh, let's see. I lost, as we know, um, pretty badly. Uh, I, I lost even before probably Sunday even started. Uh, Jay had Todd Gurley, so I was like, Opened my phone on Friday and it was like, there are all these memes on Facebook and it was like, uh, your face when you wake up on Friday morning and know you play Todd Gurley. And like, I was just sitting there and I was like, I bet I play Todd Gurley. And I did. And it was like 30 something to nothing to even like start the weekend. And I was like, sweet. And then, what? Please? Yeah. No. And then like, I think I woke up because, um, the Baltimore game was in London, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I have someone. So I woke up at like 11 on the weekend and I looked at my phone and I was like, Point five to thirty something, and I was like, "Oh right, we got the oh Macklin, Macklin oh, played right, so that was sweet." Um, yeah, I lost horribly, and Jay's team all did awesome. Although my team, my bench did great. So Kirk Cousins. Yeah, if you would have played the right guys, you would it have been enough to win? If you played T.Y. Hilton, it would have been, been close. Him, T. Uh, Kirk Cousins, T.Y. Hilton, then I believe there's another player that got like eight and a half points. I could have put in instead of. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, because Marshawn Lynch got me like a point and a half, too. Yeah, Abdullah, but you couldn't have known that. So let's just do quick math. Cousins would have netted you 16 and a half, and Hilton would have got you 27 and a half. So that would have been 44 points. You still would have lost, but it would have been closer. Six and a half. See, but that would have put Abdullah over Marshawn Lynch. I could have won. Yeah. Still okay. could have won. And we'll get to that when we get to your team. Mm-hmm. But I, I did kind of get us going on this topic of kind of the results. So the number one team in the land, Jason, did defeat you, 137 and a half to 87. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the number two team, survived, and I do mean that literally, 115 to 110 over Kelly. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Next up, um, I'm going to try to go in a rank order, so that makes... Uh, all right, I'm not going to do it because I can't track it right now. Bobby uh, knocked off Lucas, 129 to 108 and a half. Cameron got over Mr. Moore, 111 and a half to 84. And Matt got past Gordy, 111 to 85 and a half. So last week, predictions-wise, I had been a bit of a dumpster fire so far this year, but I had I went 5-0. and ESPN went 3-2, and and you've had better weeks. You went 1-4. and Fair enough. Uh, for the season, ESPN is ten and five. I am eight and seven, and you are seven and eight. All right, I'll come back. So I, I am very curious. Or I'm looking forward to getting into the Jenkins because there are going to be some things I think are going to get a reaction out of you. Because I'm going to go way up. Am I number one this week? 
Well, we're going to have to wait till we get to the number one team to discuss that. Okay, so so we'll have to throw it in yes. So I want us to do a, a game here as we go through the first four. Okay. Um, many, games. many spoiler alert, the three zero and 3 teams are going to be in the bottom four with another team. Mm-hmm. So Cam asked a question of me um, when I was talking with him. Who do I think of the bottom four teams are going to be make the playoffs? So as we go through the, the, these four teams, I want you to think about it and think of who is the most likely team to rally and get in. Mm-hmm. And then if you're able to, uh, another game I'd like us to play as we go through the top four. If you looked at the roster, what is a move you would try to make with that team? Like if this was your roster, are you dumping players? You're looking for somebody. Is there a specific trade you're trying to secure? Okay. How does that work for you? Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, there is no change in the number 10 spot, unfortunately. Uh, who I predicted to be the three-time league champion is just making things a little more difficult. So he's got more of a glorious story to tell, and that is Lucas with his team, Bobham Van. Lucas was in a, a similar situation to you. He made a couple of wrong calls. Uh, he he played Cam Newton over uh, Russell Wilson, and that went all sorts of terribly wrong. I've, I've been there this week, so I understand. Let's see. How did Russell Wilson do last week? I think he put up like 48 points. He set a record for his most passing yards ever, which I think was 369. Oh, yeah, he got 52.5 points. Yeah, and Cam Newton sat there with 15.5. Ouch. You Ah. can't blame Lucas, though. You're playing at home against the Saints with your Cam Newton, and you've got Russell Wilson going to Tennessee. There's no way. Well, that's why I don't play Russell Wilson. He doesn't make any sense. He doesn't make sense as a fantasy football player. No. He he will go against the Jaguars like three years ago when they didn't win, like, won like two games. And, like, he'll get like two points. Yep. Then I'll go against an all-star Patriots team and get, like, 50. I don't see any quarterback. It just looks like he tosses the ball up sometimes. And, oh, there's a touchdown. Yeah, basically that's what he does. Oh, Cam Newton, 167 yards passing and three interceptions. Ouch. Against the Saints, they have not been a good defense this year. No. Wow, they got, they got decimated. Hmm. So I mean, some of his other players did pretty well. I mean, wow, his Devontae Friedman, A.J. Green, and Odell Beckham all showed up to play. That's a good sign. Look, at his quarterback had a halfway decent week. His quarterback would have had to put up like 35, 36 points for him to tie or win, 36 and a half to win. So it's a little higher than the norm, but it's not a ridiculous request when you consider what everyone else did. So it was mm-hmm. just bad luck on that one, but you couldn't have known. Oh, no. But, I mean, even if you put Russell Wilson in, he'd have been the high score of the entire week. Yep. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, he drops Cam Newton. Surprised, or do you think it's a necessary move at this point to keep uh, now make uh, Russell Wilson and Trevor Simeon your one and two quarterbacks? I mean, what does he have to lose at this point? I mean, this is the point when, like, I've been in, in years past where I've just been doing terrible, and you have to make moves like that to make, you know, to make a change. Because if he just stays the way he is, nothing's going to happen, you know? You're going to keep losing, but I mean... I understand him dropping Cam Newton. Let's see, what did he do first two weeks? Um, looks like he's the 28th ranked quarterback out of like 32, mm-hmm. which is it's not the best. Let's see. 22 points, 21 points, then 15 and a half. Yeah, I would understand him dropping him. It doesn't look like the Cam, the Panthers offense isn't clicking anytime soon. But. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's going to pick that one up off a waiver wires. I think that's going to have to be a wait and see. Mm-hmm. I think someone will, but they'll be thinking of the Cam Newton of two years ago and just be like, ah. Oh. I think he might get picked up after a good game, but he's on waivers till Saturday. I don't think he's getting picked up Saturday. Oh, maybe no, I don't think he's getting picked up right now, no. So if you just take a real quick look at this team, any obvious maneuvers, if this was your team that you would be trying to do? I would be in any way trying to find a quarterback. I don't really know who's on the free agency right now. Um, sad thing is, he doesn't really have a lot on his bench that he can use for trading. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if a goal is maybe if a quarterback is injured, maybe he can hurry up and try to pick up a backup quarterback. Um, try to use that. I don't know if Trevor Simeon is going to be the best. I mean, he did pretty well the first two weeks, but I don't know. 
I think this is the easiest one for me. I think I'm going to have a lot more struggles as we go through the next three. But if I'm Lucas, I'm not looking to get a quarterback right now. Like I want to pick Russell Wilson. We've, we've established that. But we've also established he's he's going to finish his quarterback nine in our league. He's going to have probably seven more good games and six eh, games. Mm-hmm. So I think you just have to – I think Trevor Simeon, I think you just kind of stream the matchup. Like this week against Indianapolis, he should be just fine. Russell Wilson, if you you brought up a good point, there are games he does it's it doesn't make sense, but you you still have to use some logic in making your decisions. So if it's me, I am shopping uh, his first his number one wide receiver, uh, Od- Odell Beckham, in a two for one package. Go to a team that's a little more depth heavy and try to get a quality wide receiver and a running back. Because right now. Uh, I think he's got three great players, but I think that wide receiver tight end spot and Tariq Cohen, I'm sorry, Jason Witten in that spot and Tariq Cohen in the next one. So that's what I would do. So I would be curious to see kind of what happens moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number nine, care to take a guess? I should have actually had you guess on 10. Let's see here. 40? Number nine is not Gordy. Oh, well then, uh, Tim, Mr. Moore. Number nine is, in fact, Tim. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and his situation kind of stinks because it just seems to be like injuries. So. Yeah, I'm telling you, with Tim, man, I need this guy to not make the playoffs. This is a. I've never talked out loud about this analogy, but I was watching something on National Ge- Geographic. They talked about when you kill a snake. Mm-hmm. Like you cut the head off and you dig a hole in the ground and you stick it face down the head into the ground and cover it up with dirt because the, the, the snake can still bite you when it's dead reflexively. That's a word or not, but it can. Really? Yep. And that's how I view Tim. Like until he is, he could be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and I'd still wonder if there's a path in for him. So because is he one worries me and two let's remember come I think we tennis he gets David Johnson back and I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, he's like, uh, sorry, I apologize. He's not going to be at like top performance levels. I mean, he just he's getting off of surgery, you know. You betcha you, you're right about that. But if he if he gets into the playoffs and then you've got to play him in week thirteen or fourteen, mm-hmm. so I uh, I have a lot of respect for him. That's why I don't want him to make the playoffs. I don't want him to be able to cobble this together. But yeah, last week was not a good week. Uh, had a great week out of Drew Brees, or a good week, 34 and a half points, but nobody else really showed up to the party. But even Drew Brees, Eli Manning outscored him off the bench by a lot of points. You can never know that. that was no, you can't. No, quarter. you can't. But I mean, it's still just kind of salt in the wound, you know? Yeah, he seems like he's got a lot of guys he's got to guess with. You know, I think this week he's put Chris Hogan and Adam Thielen in the lineup, which he didn't do last week. And I think they probably need to stay there. But who he played last week wasn't all that enticing. And I want to ask you, you done with Terrell Pryor at this point? Or if he was on your team, are you seeing it through for a while longer? I wouldn't drop him, but I wouldn't start him. So he'd ride the pine for you for a while. Yeah, I I I still think he has a chance. Uh, it's strange, though, because Kirk Cousins had such an amazing game, and Terrell Parr still just got two points. Yeah. So it's obviously he's passing to a lot of other, a lot of other places. And as the guy watching that game, he was passing to a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny Galladay, I, I don't know why in the first week they passed to him like crazy, and then they just stopped. But... Yeah, I think it's got to be a wait-and-see approach with Kenny Galladay, too, but... I think with Hogan and Thielen back, you've got Willie Sneed. That's a decent number three. So I, I think there are pieces here. If this was your team, what are you doing? I'd probably start Chris Hogan for sure, okay. just because I any New England receiver right now is just getting a lot of points. Or okay. At least most of them are. Um, let's see. Other than that, I mean, I... I would put Pryor on the bench. I'd maybe try to serve free agency for another receiver. Um, let's see who I get rid of. Sorry, guys. A little bit of a technical stupidity on my part. I uh, forgot to plug the microphone in, so audio quality will not be as awesome as I would hope for the first 19 minutes. So we're just going to make it more awesome for the last part of the show.
Yeah, but you did a great job just setting up the whole microphone and then just not just thinking it would work. That was impressive. If you think it, it can be. Obviously not. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I, I think we're so we kind of paused here to fix our mistake. Mm-hmm. So talk about Mr. Moore's team. Uh, Terrell Pryor said I put him on the bench. Um, and then just his whole team seems risky. Yep. It just seems like a lot of people like could have big games. You just kind of have to hope on it. You know, one day though, like maybe all of his players will just have all their big games at once, and I'll just have this super awesome 160 point game. But no, it could happen. Could. And there might be games he clunks out 56 points again. Yes, very possible. What do you think he could do to fix his team, Steven? I think that I, I try to trade David Johnson for 60 cents on the dollar because you need to win now, and you are playing Matt, who's a pretty good team. I don't think either one of them had anything happen last night, so there's no indication how the week is. And you can't keep David Johnson anyway next year. Mm-hmm. So if, if the playoff window shuts on you, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good when he comes back. All you're left being is the spoiler. So I would shop David Johnson, see if someone will give me 70 cents on the dollar, 60 cents on the dollar for him. Yeah, and then someone could have him during uh, someone who's pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs could get him now. Absolutely. And they have a playoff running back. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, no, Cam brought it up. We don't make trades in our league, and I don't... I don't know why. There are very few times where I've ever received a trade request that is mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be like, hey, Alex, I see you need a wide receiver. I will give you my fourth best wide receiver for your starting quarterback. And I'd be like, hmm. Like, and then be like, don't worry, I'll make it more tempting. Eighth round pick next year. And I'd be like, oh, that's fascinating, Steve. So, I'm pretty sure that's, that's why trades don't happen in our league. So just hypothetically, if I, if I may... Martavius Bryant and a number seven next year would not would that get me Matt Stafford? Probably not. Okay, fair enough. All right, the number eight team. Care to take a guess? Uh, yeah, it is going to be Gordy. It is going to be Gordy. Mm-hmm. We said the Oakland three teams are the bottom three, so I did. I did kind of tip my hand on that one. So we're going to see what you do. You do smarty pants moving forward. Process of elimination. Right. All right. Well, I. You know, if Gordy owns a gun and listens to this podcast, I could be in a little bit of trouble, but I don't care. This team is terrible. It has its moments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. His fourth-round pick sat last week in uh, McCaffrey. He replaced him with Jonathan Stewart, who got five and a half points. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper, the guy... I still can't believe he drafted that high. In the last two weeks combined, five catches for 39 yards. Impressive, impressive. You would think if there was just an award that meant the opposite of impressive. Gosh, even even Gostkowski isn't performing. No, I'm going to disagree on that one. Gronk is fine. Had a week, a bad week. Gostkowski. Oh, Gostkowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a totally different bag. Yeah, that is. I think that was his team captain. Remember. I think you have to wonder. I think, I think Goskowski was like finished 14th as a kicker last year. Now he's not doing very well. But I mean, he's not. He hasn't missed a field goal. He's just only had five opportunities. So I think you bring up a good point, though. The kicking game can really screw you up. I had a great team last year, but I could just could not land a kicker that would get me points, and that really does kind of. It's a lot more damaging than you would think. Yeah, and. Uh, um... Bobby's the Rafi Bums, right? Mm-hmm. Bobby, Bobby's kicker got 19 points last week. That's no bueno. <laughs> I know. Did you imagine that? That was a huge reason why Lucas lost, too, just because Matt Prater had four field goals with two extra points. That's right. Because two of them were like for 50-plus yards, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, yep. We're going to get to that Lions game in a minute because that's going to revolve around one of our matchups, but that was pretty horrible. Um, yes, that was very bad. I think this team's got some potential. You know, I like Landry. I like Cooper. Big Ben can be good at home. I like Gronk, but and Keenan Allen, okay, but not. You don't have a running back, and that's a problem. And your your quarterback is good half the time. 
So if this was your team, what are you doing to try to fix it? I think at this point you have nothing to lose by trying to sign people off a of free agency to try to find sleepers. Uh, I know it's, I'm saying that a lot, really, but I mean, <laughs> that's how I usually try to fix my team. But, sure, I mean, but you could literally like replace Amari Cooper with almost anybody in free agency. At at I mean, we don't know if he's going to get better, you know, or get more catches, but I mean, literally like anybody. Um, I don't I, because I mean, I know like I said, we don't make trades, but I don't even see anybody besides like Gronkowski that anybody would trade for. I think you'd have to go through I think you'd have to find somebody who believes in Cooper like like I believe in Cooper I, I don't think he's going to be this crappy all year long so you got to find someone like me or someone who believes in Cooper and is willing to make some sort of move Or, but you got to get a running back out you can't I mean Jonathan Stewart and Keenan Allen I think those are your only running backs I'm sorry and Christian McCaffrey are those the only running backs on your team right now yeah, so he's got to hope that some running back just comes out of nowhere and is a hot free agent find. But mm-hmm. in lieu of that, but yeah, so I'm sorry. That's what I would do. I would try to see if somebody'd be willing to trade me with Amari Cooper for Amari Cooper, or I would package a two for one, see if I can get somebody interested in the combination of Jarvis and Keenan Allen, who are pretty good, and see if I can get a good one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Godspeed, 2014 champion. Hope you don't own a gun. All right. Care to guess who number seven is? Me. You. Me. All right. So we've talked a little bit about you just caught some really bad breaks in your game, as well as the fact that your opponent just had a really good week. Uh, yeah, that is for sure. Uh, 87 points, not the best. Definitely a lot of people on the bench that could have started but didn't. So. The Hilton thing was tough, though. Like, he sucked. Who did? Hilton. I, I get put him oh, on the bench. Yeah. We talked about it last week, and I was like, yeah, all right, go for it. Yeah, why not? Like, what's he going to do? I mean, then he's like, yeah, I'm going to do everything. I mean, seriously, like, I watched the Colts game mm-hmm. the second week, and, like, they couldn't block with their quarterback. No. They never threw at it. They barely threw at him, and now all of a sudden he's just, like, 153 yards receiving. Right. I still don't trust him, though. I'm going to play him, but I know right when I play him, he's going to get me four points. I was going to ask about that. So it looks like right now your lineup is Bryant, Hilton, and Macklin with Julio on the bench. I'm assuming that's just precautionary until Julio gets the green light to play, or yeah, yeah, he's listed just questionable right now, so I don't have him in there. But I would much rather have him start, even though he hasn't exactly been super productive this year. And the question I was asked, gonna stay on the Abdullah Express here. Maybe? I don't know. It's hard. I I mean, he got eight and eight and a half points, and I mean, on my team, at least that's something. And he's your flex. I mean... If it's me, I'm putting Danny Amendola in over Abdullah, but I know the reasons to not do it as well. Well, because they were saying something else happened to him now, too. It wasn't just he's out of concussion protocol, but something else is hurt now. Yeah, but I thought it was uh, no reason. I thought I had read no reason to be concerned he wasn't going to play. I think you should always be concerned when it comes to Amendola. That is a good point. I'm just thinking you, unfortunately, you played Ty Montgomery. Yeah, he got me a solid two points. So now you're in a bit of a hole going into the weekend. So it feels like... Well, I guess I would say, if you know you've got to swing for the fences now, if, if you know that's the deal, are you more inclined to play one or the other if that's where you're at? Have to swing for the fences? Yeah, I'd probably put in Amendola. Okay. Well, I don't know. Because, ah. Let's see, who's, who are they playing in week four? Who are the Patriots playing? The Carolinas coming into the house. I might start Amendola then. Depending on how the injury thing shakes out, so you know, honestly, I, I think we kind of asked that same question of what I would do with all the teams. You're the team I stand pat with. I think you 
eventually you're going to guess right with Cousins and Stafford. There's no insult in there. It's a crapshoot. It's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not being a jerk. I honestly forgot. Are you 0 for 3 in guessing who's going to have the better week? Or have they just... Or was last week the first time you really missed? Uh, I'm one for three. Okay. There was one week where both of them didn't do much at all. That's right. But, I mean, the weeks I'm wrong, the other person just goes off. Like, hardcore. Which stinks. Because I think I'm pretty sure I would have won the first week. And it didn't matter the second week because I won. Yep. And then this week I could have maybe won. So I have the potential to be 3-0, and but I'm not. Which stinks. But yeah, and Matt Bryant, I forget, did he do? Did he earn his keep last week? I didn't look at him. Huh, of course he did. Let's see. <laughs> As you look at the score to try to remember. No, I'm seeing what uh, his point position rank is. Oh. Yeah, position rank two, team captain. Got me 14 points last week. Yay. Yeah. Right. He's the unsung hero of my team. Well, no, he's not unsung. I talk about him all the time. He, you you he do. He's the hero of my team. I think we need to get a Kickstarter to get you that Matt Bryant jersey. I should get a Matt Bryant jersey. All right, so we've talked about if we we're going to GM for each of these teams. Now the question, if I, if I said, uh, waving the magic wand, I can tell you that one of these four teams is going to make the playoffs. The other three will not. Who is it that is making the playoffs? Me. Show your math. Uh, just looking at the people on my bench and the potential to winning, and I still believe I have a high-quality team. I don't know what Gordy can do to come back. Um, he's going to do a lot. Tim stinks. He's just had, you know, a bunch of tough breaks that he's going to have trouble coming back from. I think Lucas has a chance too, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think he'd be the closest to me. But I, I still think it's me. Okay. Of the 0 and 3 teams, though, I mean, okay, I guess the bottom four. Who do you think it is? I'm going to go ahead and just leave it with the bottom three. Yeah. Um, I think Lucas. I think your math is pretty sound there. I think he's got the advantage. This week he plays Gordy, so he should be able to pop a win. Mm-hmm. So that will be helpful. And I think if he can just... I really think he's got to actively pursue a trade. And at least in our league, he's at least more willing than most people to take a shot at it. So mm-hmm. And see what he can do. I wish him well. Mm, best of luck to you. Except for week five. I think I play him in week five. Until then. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Braggy Pants, now that we are past the ones you know, who do you think comes in at number six? Let me take a quick look at the at the teams here. Let's see. I am going to say... Cam. It is not Cam. Bobby? It is Bobby. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a little nauseous about this one because I'm currently in a matchup with Bobby and Jordy Nelson just dropped 21 points on me last night because, you know, Thursday night is a terrible night for football. It never, yeah. ever goes well. It is. They should cancel it. They really should. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to talk about uh, that performance because we're just going to focus on what has been through week three. And week three saw Bobby win. Mm -hmm. And I believe he had the second high score or the high score of the week. It was a pretty good showing. Only because of Larry Fitzgerald and Jordan Nelson. Well, I tell Uh, you what. I've never seen a quarterback score that low and his whole team do so well. Yeah, that's 129 points with that quarterback just doing nothing you got Ezekiel Elliott 16 and a half Jordy Nelson 20 Fitzgerald 28 and a half and Melvin Gordon with 13 and I was got Cooper Cup sitting on the bench wisely so mm-hmm. so that's scary if a team can put up that many points though I, I will remind you you said you thought his team was coming apart at the wheels uh, the seams last week so you may have been wrong about that or 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 he has a high-risk team, and for some reason they all decided to go off on the same week. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Philip Rivers and Jameis Winston aren't setting the world on fire right now, but he does his running backs are what you thought they'd be, numbers 9 and 13, and uh, Jordy Nelson is fantastic. And I don't think Matt Prater's going to get 19 points again. God, I hope not. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sterling Shepard, that's an interesting gamble to take the Giants' number, wide, number two wide receiver. But, all right. Hey, I mean, 
He's two on one. He can do what he wants, right? He can. Yeah. All right. Care to guess who is coming in at number five this week? Uh, Cam. Cam. Mm-hmm. $7 worth of Hoobastank. Hoobastank. Indeed, oh, indeed. I love that name. I don't know why. I would, do you know how they came up with that name? Like, when they, the various members were like, Hoobastank, that's it. I don't know, maybe it's like something in another language. Uh, I don't know what $7 worth of Hoobastank is. That's a Rafi reference from one of the first episodes of the league. He talks about he's going to put $7, $7 worth of quarters in a juke. Uh, the jukebox to play Hoobastank, I believe. Oh, so $7 worth of Hoobastank. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Uh, have you actually seen how the league ends? Uh, I have not seen the last season. The last, I can honestly say the last season was not the best. If you haven't seen that, how do you know it's not the best? I mean, I agree. I saw the first couple of episodes and I was just yeah. like, I got bored. Yeah, the ending is terrible. But I think I've brought that up already, so I will leave that alone. But anyway, Cam is in number five this week. I have listened to you give his team a lot of crap through the weeks. But I got to say, he's two and one, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't even have Andrew Luck back yet. Yeah. So if he can tread water as a 500 team until that happens. Yeah. Yeah, he can do it. He can make the playoffs pretty easy. I will say that my pro- my prognostication about LaShawn McCoy has been accurate, but so what? Uh, Le'Veon Bell has not been better. No, he has not. The move to reach for Dalvin Cook has absolutely paid off. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith and who's his other quarterback? Uh, I guess Alex Smith and Marcus Mariota are doing well enough. Doug Baldwin uh, has had a, had a good last week. I will say, though, I don't know. Did you get to watch the Seattle Seahawks game last week? No, I did not. Okay. Baldwin is listed as questionable to play this week. I don't know how he's going to play. I saw him on the sideline with that groin injury, and it looked like any movement was just really hard on him. And from time to time, I have pulled something in my groin very lightly during one of my runs. And it has messed me up for a few days, and I'm not trying to do the things they do on a football field. And I was not as ginger as he was. So that's, if he can't play, that is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No one likes a groin injury. Truer words. Never spoken. Yeah, right. And I'm curious what he's going to do at wide receiver this week, because I think you're going to have to keep an eye on Baldwin, obviously. And I've talked with him. I know he's... I'm not making a commentary here. He's told me he's not happy with the Kelvin Benjamin uh, decision to draft him, and if he could have done that over again, that probably would be the one thing from the draft he would redo. And I was looking at that draft because, you know, I like to look at the stuff related to the fantasy football. You do? And I know. Oh, okay. So uh, he could have picked up. Larry Fitzgerald, who was picked up about six picks later, but was probably a perfect fit for his team because he already had his first two receivers, and Fitz is a perfect wide receiver of three, at least mm-hmm. for me, because he's a good catch guy. Okay. So that would have been nice, but he's 2-1, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for Cam. He's doing great. And I found out how they came up with the name Hoobastank. Please. Uh, there was a street that they lived by that was called Hooba Street. And the guy's little brother couldn't pronounce street, so he'd call it Hoobastank. And he thought it was cute, so he named his band Hoobastank. Adorbs! I know, so so precious. You've wasted our end-of-the-show fun fact on a middle-of-the-show fun fact. Well, I know, but like you'd think like Hoobastank would have a cooler backstory, you know? Yeah. Hoobastank. Anything with the word stank in it, you think would have a story. Well, not to mention I never pronounced the word street stank. Yeah, that seems a bit... I'm not sure how you get there. Meh. All right. Well, that's disappointing, but that's all right. So. Sorry, I'm trying to remember who Cam plays this week. I'm just drawing a quick. Me. And that didn't go well because you had your two points with Ty Montgomery, but he didn't have anybody go, right? Uh, no, he did not. He had someone on the bench go. I believe it was Randall Cobb. Um, not looking at the bench, but yeah, it looks like it's 2-0, so that's gonna... So yeah, he already has a bit of an advantage on me. Good luck to you. Yeah, it's kind of poopy, but it's alright. 
All right, care to guess who comes in at number four? Uh, Kelly. Kelly, indeed. Yeah, all right. This was a a game that tested my loyalty. Um, Not to Kelly. I'm I'm fond of her. Um, But you watched the Lions game, right? You know, you're familiar with how it ended? Yeah, it was dumb. The Lions were ruled to uh, be just short of the end zone with uh, 11 seconds to go, which they said was actually 8 seconds. Then they did a 10-second runoff, and we lost. Yeah, it was... It was dumb. I don't. I don't. I don't understand that rule. I don't know if they just made that this year and they were like, I don't know. I feel like it was the end of the game, and like the guys, the refs were like, I don't know. The Lions may actually win this game. How can we make it so that they don't? And then they're like, dude, quick, throw a flag. And then they like had a conversation about it, and they were like, guys, guys, what can we do? Like they'll get another go at it. And they're like, ah, I'll just end the game. Uh, Ravens win. The Ravens win? Not Ravens. The Falcons. Falcons win. That's basically how it went. They're just like... I think the thing that really annoyed me about that and more than anything else was one of the players brought up the point so they get credit for it. It's not like the Lions threw the challenge flag so they needed to be punished for challenge and being wrong. They they never got the opportunity to try to reline up with eight seconds to go and that seems really unfair. And that's easy. Like last year, they did it against Minnesota with like seven seconds, and it was like a twenty-yard pass down the field, and they ran down the field and ran another play. They yeah. would have barely had to move, and they could have done another play. So capable. Of course, had Uncle Creepy kept a timeout in his back pocket, that would have helped because then they could have used the timeout instead of the ten-second runoff. But that's our that's our coach for the foreseeable future. Who, who would predict that though? Look. Oh, there's probably a dumb rule where they can take 10 seconds off the clock if they feel like it. Well, I don't know if that's what he said, but I'm sure that's what he sounded like. Yeah, probably. I, I, it was a stupid rule. Well, it is, but... Who came up with that, though? I don't know, some idiot. Referee. Gosh, I stopped watching football after that because was, oh, I was so annoyed. But, like, someone's in a room and it's like, you know what would be a good idea? If someone's making a comeback, we could take 10 seconds off the clock and ruin the game. That's literally the only the only thing that would ever happen because of that rule, is ten seconds would run off and end the game. Yeah, why does it have to be ten seconds? Yeah, I don't know. Where'd they get that number? They just. Hey Daryl, what do you think would be a good number? How long do you think it takes to line up on the line of scrimmage? <laughs> ten seconds. Stupid, dumb rule. Can you tell Kenny it's not his pot pie, please? I was nowhere near a Cartman voice. No, it's not. I just I'm if you're taking requests. I'm not taking requests. That was stupid. Maybe for Christmas, like that's what you can get me. Sure, we'll do a Christmas episode. All right, that'll be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. My wife probably won't be happy if I'm doing a Christmas podcast, but maybe that'll be her present to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the uh, where I talked earlier about the the mixed bag is. If Golden Tate catches that and gets a touchdown, I lose by a point. Because hmm. I wound up winning 115 to 110. I'll tell you what, though. This was the stupidest game, me and Kelly. I, like, like we talked about the defenses. Her defense was supposed to be good, and they sucked. My defense was supposed to be good, and they sucked. And I won't get into everything because not everyone wants to hear about the full matchup. But we go into the Sunday night game, and we each have three players left. So going into Sunday night, I am down by it's either two and a half or three and a half points. And she, who she has left, she has the Oakland kicker, and she has two defensive players. She has the linebacker Zach Brown for Washington, and uh, Kelly. I'm sorry, I'm not remembering which. Oh, Carl Joseph. The Raiders DB. So again, she's up by three and a half points. She has their kicker, the Oakland kicker, the Washington linebacker, and the Oakland safety. I have my quarterback, Derek Carr, my wide receiver, Khalil Mack. I'm sorry, my wide receiver, Michael Crabtree, and defensive lineman, Khalil Mack. Mm. Is it safe to assume you'd feel pretty comfortable at this point? Yes. I was down by two and a half points in the fourth quarter. This was the most ridiculous shit show I had ever seen in my life. You know what? You're going to give me the explicit rating. I'm just going to go ahead and earn this one. It was stupid. 
I mean, no one's listening to that. Probably not. I, mean, I don't think anyone at iTunes is, like, combing through our material. Well, and if they are, they got something to finally flag me for. I might as well get the penalty. Fair enough. So finally, this most this most ridiculous Kirk Cousins interception happens. I don't even think it was his fault. No, no, a muffed punt. Or something happens ridiculous. They score some lame touchdown, and then they get some garbage throws. Carr does at the end. And I eke it out. It was the most... Oh, it was not good. The, the only other highlight of the game, and I don't know if you were following on Slack when this happened, um, when the actual situation with the Lions was going on, it was under review. Mm-hmm. Because it was ruled a touchdown, we thought we had won. Mm-hmm. I had used some naughty language. I had got a talking to from my wife about my, my choice of words. Mm-hmm. And then like they're kind of like, oh, this is under review. And uh, Lucas, had sent, Lucas sent something to the effect of Kelly's running laps in the house really excited. And I'm doing whatever the opposite of that would be. Mm-hmm. They reverse it. Um, so that's good. And then like two minutes later in the 4 o'clock games, Tyree Kill catches like a 30-yard touchdown pass for me. So fortunes have really just flipped on a, flipped as they do in fantasy football. Cam made a comment, something to the effect of, I hate you, Kelly. I'm glad you lost. Things got tense. <laughs> it was like a nuclear standoff there for a minute. That sounds sad. It does sound sad. But I think everybody's friends again. That's and that's good. That's good. Because hopefully we're, the most, most of us are going to go into a cabin this summer, and I don't want anyone stabbing anyone. Mm-hmm. So that, that was helpful. Yeah, no stabbing. That'd be good. No. Um, so we've talked a lot about that one particular thing with the game, but Kelly had a really solid game. I'm actually, um, her, The defense and her kicker kind of not doing anything were the only things that held her up. Every other player on her team got a touchdown except for Alshon Jeffrey, who managed to put up seven points. So it was a fist fight till the very end. Uh, so I tip my cap to uh, the number four team, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, I still like her team. So good on her. Yeah, I think she's. I think she's just fine moving forward. I want to look at one thing with her team, so I'm just going to do that real quickly. Although, wow, her game is already forty-nine to nothing. Oh, Aaron Rodgers went. And it's not the end of the world. She no. had, three of three players went for Jason, I think. Yeah, it's definitely not the end of the world. What's the projection? I don't have that up. Is she's uh, it is she is losing by one point. Projection mm-hmm. or the game line? Okay. Projection losing by one point. And I'm gonna guess that's not all that different than what it was going into the game. So I think that yeah. game probably held water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So looking at this. Yeah, I think the team's okay. Antonio Brown, Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate as your three wide receivers. I'm surprised Matt Ryan is wide receiver or quarterback 14, but I think that'll be okay. Matt Ryan? Mm-hmm. Probably after last week he threw three interceptions. Yeah, still t- it was still got him. Oh, 27.5 points. So, yeah. Running back situation isn't feel good. Uh, DeMarco Murray, Mark Ingram, Chris Carson. I think you're always going to play, kind of have a guessing game who you're sitting and who you're starting. Mm-hmm. All right, team number three. Care to take a guess? Matt. Matt. Matt, uh, his his rally continues. Just a terrible week one after which he was team number 10. Rolled up to number four after week two and takes another move up to number three. This was a one-man show. Tom Brady almost outscored the rest of his team. This is why... Oh, my goodness. You know, I don't draft quarterbacks early, but this is the thing that gives me pause on that because they are going to win you games sometimes. You remember when you were worried if the first week was like Tom Brady only had 18 points? Jeez. I wasn't worried. I simply asked, is it, do we need to start, is it time to start being worried? And credit to Matt, he said, I was not. But yeah, his team sucked last week. And they're a fine team. Though these players will have good weeks, but last week they were not good. Yeah, but they didn't have to be because Tom Brady got fifty-four and a half points. My goodness. Defense even got him a negative two. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Tom Brady almost like was it like a point shy of literally getting half of his points. Yep. Wow. I will be uh. Who is Matt playing this week? Mm-hmm. 
He is playing. Love our prep on this one. I feel terrible. Um, I know you should just know this stuff. Yeah, Alex, it's been a bad week with he, the Meniere's disease. It's uh, that's why we've had to postpone for two days, and I'm off today. It's it's been a challenge to kind of get things up and running. I get you. Um, but he's playing Tim, so I think that's going to be a big, mm-hmm. big one. Uh, he's got what I dread, and that's the London game and I'm a little more hypersensitive to it because of what happened with the Ravens last week Mm -hmm. but it always does feel like that London game is a crapshoot you can't I mean I guess the whole NFL is but like you wouldn't have thought that that game was going to be 44 to 7 last week you just like it just seems like going overseas just mucks things up it's harder to project even than a normal game I mean it has to be I mean it's the Jaguars I mean when is the last time you remember the Lions winning 40 something to 7 Ever? No. Ever. Well, I'm just bringing it up, though, because he's got Jay Ajayi, one of his big players, is going to be going in that game. Hmm. So that's always a little bit scary. Yeah, they're going to have that, uh, what's it called, where you fly places and you're tired? Jet lag. Yeah, that's the thing. Curious your opinion. Right now, he has got Carlos Hyde on the bench versus who's going to play Arizona in favor of C.J. Anderson playing the Raiders. Would you do the same thing? No, I'd play Carlos Hyde. It's a tough one, though. I, I'm with you. I think I would... They're just both injury-prone. I think I'd be worried whoever I put in was going to just get an owie. Yeah, but I would still, I'd still I'd put in Carlos Hyde. I think so, too. Looks like he's got a questionable designation, so maybe Matt's just waiting for the all-go on him. Oh, fair enough. All right. Actually, Matt uh, had a lot of good people on his bench last week, too. He had Sammy Watkins, who had 27 points on his bench. Carlos Hyde got 22.5 points on his bench last week, too. That was a shootout Hyde and uh, Gurley. He would have been one of the top scorers last week. Yep. Ouch. You couldn't have known, though. Oh, no, you can't, but so... All right, so care to guess team number two? You. No. Jay? Yep. Okay. I figured you would have been like, I don't want to be number one. <laughs> uh, the only time I may be less than honest with the formula is in week one. After that, it's a... I've, I've disclosed how I get the preseason rankings. So I thought you would have a bit more of a reaction because Jason actually outscored me last week, yet he has fallen to number two. Mm, nah, I mean your your team's consistent. He just mostly just has Aaron Rodgers and Todd Gurley got lucky. Well, let's not forget Jordy. No, no, no I'm sorry. I'm thinking of my opponent this week. Sorry. Um, yeah, I like Michael Thomas. I like Todd Gurley. He's he's far exceeded my expectations and what I got from him last year. On my uh, he wanted Brian my bench for the last half of the year. So. But you know what? If you got three guys who at any given week can blow up, we just talked about it with Matt's team. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask you, do you think that we're going to keep seeing this out of Gurley? Well, I mean, they, it's not even that he's just doing well. It's just they're giving him so many opportunities. Isn't it? Um, Let me take a look at his stats. Yeah, he had 28 attempts rushing. He got past. He had five uh, receiving catches. Oh, five catches. Well, I mean, the th- oh, go ahead. Yeah, they're just giving him the ball a lot. I believe if the Rams can keep up their offense, yeah, I think he's going to be super solid all year. I think that one of the things that's happening now that has not happened before is they are passing the ball to him, and they haven't done that a whole lot. I think twenty-eight catches his rookie year and forty-one catches his second year. How do I know this? Um, you 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 Googled it. No, no, I, I knew that from my preseason research because I, I don't know about you, but Todd Gurley was a guy I was really having a hard time trying to trying to rank. That was one of my harder ones. Fair enough. I will say though, uh, do not love the schedule moving forward. He's got Seattle, Jacksonville, Arizona, a bye, the Giants, Houston, Minnesota. So I think they're going to be some some rougher games for him coming up. Mm-hmm. And. The playoffs, he plays Seattle and Tennessee, so I think those are two pretty good uh, run defenses. But that's the future. I have not done a great job uh, projecting Jay's team so far, so credit where credit's due, number two team. I think if you got three superstars, you got a chance. Yeah, I think it's a huge chance. It'll be him and Kelly's going to be an interesting one. I think I'd be curious 
I don't know if it can come down to the wire because I don't know if they have a Monday night game, but it'll be a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on the number one team. Uh, yeah, because they're pretty lame. They've got me nervous. I'm not a big fan of my team right now. Yeah, um, Bell did something this week for you. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a bad week. Derek Carr got you 14 and a half points. That's really unimpressive. That has got me pretty nervous moving forward. There was no reason to think that Washington would be a team to put the clamps down like that. Mm-hmm. But yet Kareem Hunt is still putting up unbelievable numbers. And if you look at his rush totals, he's not getting a lot of attempts. 17, 13, and 17, no. And like I think four of those came in in the last week, came like in the last two minutes when they were killing clock, man. He scored some 50-yard junk running touchdown, which I didn't think of much in the moment, but that thing bailed me out. But no, I am... He is the first player in NFL history to have a touchdown of at least 50 yards in each of his first three games. That's insane. Yeah, that's not going to last. No, gosh, no. But I mean, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I'd love to be optimistic, but just so many things are going wrong this week. I'm... The Raiders are playing Denver, which means I've either got to stick with Carr at Denver, the worst place in the league to play, and I've got Crabtree injured. So I'm not feeling all that great, and I've got Lutz as the Saints kicker, who you hate and mock me for. He is also in London this week. so. Oh, yeah, he's not going to do too hot. So I don't anticipate having this spot much longer, but uh, eh, at least I got there once. You did. Proud of you. All right, thanks, man. All right, so let's take a minute and quick... Uh, take our projections on who we think is going to win in week four okay and then we will wrap her up okay all right so first off the matchup of the week for week five is number two jason versus number four kelly and like you said actually i'm actually seeing it a bit different than you i'm seeing that uh jason's excuse me aunt b's pie and custard emporium is scheduled to win 117 to 114. But anyway. Oh, that's weird. So who do you have in that game? ESPN is taking... I'm saying Kelly. ESPN takes Jason. You take Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Jason. All right. So make some notes here just very quick if you want to talk and have some filler. Uh, yeah, I think Kelly's team can win. I think Aaron. I think uh, Matt Ryan is a super good quarterback. And, I mean, if he can get a lot of points, like, right away, I mean... Actually, have a huge advantage, but we'll see. Um, yeah. All right. Let's go with another one that is not you or I involved, and that is uh, the battle of somebody's going to get a win, Gordy versus Lucas. I will go ahead and let you know first that ESPN projects Lucas to win. Why don't you what to say, you, Alex? I would just say Lucas. I just like Lucas's team, and I think Gordy, the only thing he really has going for him is Gronkowski, and I don't think that's going to happen every week, so. I think Big Ben having a bad matchup is what's going to tilt me, too. I'm going to go with Lucas as well. So good luck, Lucas. I think last week the only game we all agreed on uh, did go to that team. So hopefully Fortune finds you that way as well. All right, last match, if not us, is going to be Tim, Mm -hmm. number nine American Minions versus number three. This aired in 2009, people. I will tell you that Matt is projected to win by about seven points. I'm going to say Tim. All right. Just because I want him to win. Sure, and I'm going to go with Matt. Mm -hmm. All right, next we will go ahead and get rid of mine. Um, Me, number one versus number six, Bobby and the Rafi Bombs. ESPN is projecting me to win. Well, they're not projecting Bobby to win because of Jordy Nelson, but we're going to stick with what happened before the game started, and that was them predicting me to win, and I am going to agree with them. I'm going to say Bobby. Probably would, too, if I was you. And lastly, you play Jason? Yep. All right. ESPN predicts... No, playing Cam. You are playing Cam. That's right. All right. ESPN predicts you, as do... Hmm. I'm sorry. ESPN predicts Cam. I predict Cam. What about you? Cam. All right. Well, I I am sorry for the technical difficulties, and I'm sorry for the lack of preparation, but we're going to make it a lot better next week. You got anything to sign us out with, Alex? Uh, oh, I don't at the moment. Were we looking for more fun facts? I don't know. I thought my fun fact earlier was pretty awesome. Yeah, your fun actually had some fun fact actually had something to do with us. 
Um, I don't know. Uh, no, not really. I didn't prep at all for this. You didn't really prep at all last week. That's why your facts were so dumb. My facts were great. Oh, I had to be. The typewriter thing, that was cool. Right? And oh, yeah, that's the typewriter is the one where you can... T- on one line, and then nothing rhymes with the word month. I didn't know that. I I only think of the word, like, orange. Would the typewriter thing be qualified as ironic? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think that's pretty neat. Oh, speaking of pretty neat, we'll end on this note, make me a winner. Okay. Uh, I am going down to Ohio to see back-to-back concerts with Brian White in January. Who's Brian White? I hate you so much. Oh, I mean, that's a legitimate question. Does, is he like a singer or something? He is a Grammy Award-winning performer. Okay, neat. What does he perform? Country music. I mean, what country music song would I know? I feel I don't want to answer that question. Because uh, you don't even know? I'm not going to go see back-to-back concerts in Ohio, the armpit of America, for a guy I don't know. Okay, then name a song for me. Is there a song with without truck in the title? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sitting on go. So he's sitting in his truck? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see the music video. Okay, what's the next one? That's enough. That's all you need for now. You got any fun facts to sign us out with? Uh, my phone works. No, my phone is not working. That's all right. I think we have officially set the low water mark for the show, and we're going to be nothing but upward and onward from here. So until then. Hot dog. All right. That's good. That's good, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Only go up from here. Nah, we could be worse than this. Say goodnight, Gracie. Who's Gracie?